Hidely ho, neighborinos! Yes, March is coming like a lion, but no, we're not reading that series, sadly. Instead, it's time for a journey into the world of Shonen. On that time, I started a podcast to read trash manga with my friends, and actually most of them were trash, but some of them weren't, aka the Trash Manga Friends Podcast Shippuden, episode 48, housekeeping made from another world, making your trash manga feel like home. You know what this show is by now, 48 episodes in, it's the one where three people discuss two volumes of one trash manga. We dissect what's good, we dissect what's bad, but there's no way we'd be dissecting what's trash this time around as we're doing a series fresh from the pages of Shonen Jump. And everything that gets a place in that prestige magazine, well, could only be top tier, could only be great. I am your forever host, Sean Flanders, and I'm joined by Mike Urkel and Phil Kramer. How are you both? I, you've lost me on that one. Why? Because they, they're TV characters? Why? They're, they're neighbours, Mike. Oh, neighbours. Ah. Oh, I'm dumb. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, you go. Yep. Do, do you want to retake that where you can go like, I get it, neighbours. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Aha, yes, I see what you did there, Sean. Neighbours. Just edit that. Just yeah. edit that. Yeah, there you go. To be fair, the most awkward bit is you go on Google and I'm like, right, famous neighbours. It's like, here are the famous people from the American, the, not American, the Australian sitcom, Neighbours. And I'm like, no, no. But then you're like, what do I type to make this go away? <laughs> I I remember watching that show all why? the time as a kid. I've no idea why. I never liked it. Was it was it your parents' soap opera I was, of choice? I was about to, that, that's why I ended up watching it a lot as Maybe? a kid. Because I saw a lot of EastEnders as a kid. For, yeah. for me, it was like, oh, it's half five. It's tea time. And oh, look, Neighbours is on. <laughs> no, no, I hate I, this. It was not. that. It was. <laughs> Neighbours and Home and Away. That was the other one. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that one takes you back, doesn't it? Well, no, I never, luckily I never saw these ones, but it was like, it was, my mother loves these senders, and then whenever my grand would come over for like Christmas or something, <laughs> she also watched Cory and Emma Dale in addition to that. It's like, so I'm just not going to be on that telly for today. <laughs> I have never seen any other soap opera. I'm better for it, I would say. I have fond memories of visiting a grandparent who, in the standard grandparent style, would have the TV up at least three notches past the maximum volume. <laughs> yep. And so you'd just be hearing the Emmerdale theme from, like, miles around. <laughs> was that Coronation Street? I don't know, it was one of them. It was fucking, yeah, th- those are fond memories for some reason. And, th- and then they got Freeview and they discovered that the one that to me as a kid, the wonders of challenge, except <laughs> whereas for a kid, challenge to me was watching Takeshi's Castle and stuff like that. They're like, mm-hmm. oh man, endless quiz shows and like the chase and all of that is like, end me. Just end <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, some classic Crystal Maze. See, that was good. I like that. I oh, mean, I, I like it. new Crystal Maze as well, but you yeah, know. Sure. It doesn't have the same maze. magic because the, yeah. because the, you know, the host isn't Anywhere near camp enough. Ha, uh, ha, okay. <laughs> I was wondering, if you'd said, like, if you were going to insult Ayade, I'd be no, like, no, well, no. Perfectly fine host. Perfectly serviceable, but just doesn't have enough camp. <laughs> he doesn't call anyone mummy. That's, that's what Mike wants for his game show hosts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Why wouldn't you want that? That sounds beautiful. <laughs> Every game show should be, uh, should be hosted by... Uh, Oh, fucking guy. The guy who used to do Supermarket Sweep, his name is escaping me. You want Dale Winton? That's the one, Dale Winton. As camp <laughs> as you could physically get. 
<laughs> well, there you go. That's ban- banter done. There you go. Don't watch soap operas, kids. I could, I could actually just don't marathon all of don't. Crystal Maze. Was gonna say okay, <laughs> not not okay. soap operas. God no, fucking no. My sister's into uh, EastEnders now, and I'm just like, kill me, <laughs> fucking kill me. I'd rather. You know what? Let, let's just be happy. This isn't a trash soap opera podcast. Man, that's an April Fool's idea. Let's not. I want to live through <laughs> April Fool's. We, we've got a lot to get through before we get to you know, the bottom of the barrel. Trash soap opera friends. <laughs> I mean, we could watch a Japanese soap opera. I don't know what they have over there. Maybe. I, sure. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it has like tentacles and explosions. I don't know. I I mean I'd wa- I'd watch an episode of it <laughs> if it did. Yeah, me too. Actually, that sounds great. I would also argue that's not a soap opera at that point, but sure. It's just one of these cultural things we don't get on this show. One of many. <laughs> just the daily lives of running around with tentacles in your backyard. Yeah, exactly. It's like a modern slice of life. Just it's a perfectly normal high street, and then one of them is just the name a tentacle. <laughs> yeah, sure. Ah oh dear, but uh, no, sadly, sadly, nothing nearly as fun for uh, our series this time. So, you both ready to dive on in? Uh, you sure? I'm violently ready. Love the confidence. <laughs> so, <laughs> as I yeah. mentioned earlier on, this time around, we have decided to tackle a Shonen Jump series. As uh, for the month of March, myself and Mike have taken over choosing. So, I have decided to go with World Trigger, known in Japan as World Trigger. This is a shonen sci-fi manga that's been ongoing since February 2013. Uh, there's 24 volumes of it currently. It is written and drawn by Daisuke Asahara. Uh, they have done a one or two other things, but nothing nearly of note compared to World Trigger. Uh, this is licensed by Viz. You can buy the first 22 volumes currently in English. And there is an anime. There are in fact, three seasons of the anime, which total about 99 episodes, all done by Toei. And they were still making episodes as of earlier this year, so we'll presumably hit the 100 mark at some point. There's also two video games for, well, one came out for the Vita, one came out for the mobile devices, and then also on the Vita, but I believe they're Japan only. And this is quite a, as you would expect for a Shonen Jump series that's been running for a fair bit, this is a successful series having sold over 15 million copies of the manga. It was in Jump for about five years. It then moved over to their monthly magazine, Jump Square. Normally at this point, I throw to Phil, but uh, as I picked it, it's my turn to introduce what World Trigger. So what's World Trigger all about, Sean? Thanks, Sean. So, four and a half years ago, Mikado City undercame a new threat as invaders from another world, known as Neighbours, came across to our Earth and destroyed a quarter of the city. In response, Border was established, an organization of fighters using neighbor technology known as Triggers to combat the menace. Our story focuses on Osamu Minkumo, a 15-year-old school student and trainee C-rank Border agent, trying to live a peaceful life while defending those in danger, and his chance encounter with Yumakuga, a humanoid neighbor who's traveled over to our side. How will this change the tide of the ongoing war and our lead duo in general? I mean, not really at all. But... <laughs> not even slightly, really. But sure. Also, I feel I would be remiss if I didn't say that I just realized when you said, are you ready to get started? I should have said, let's Shonen jump into it. Ah, man. Well, we'll we'll do I tell you what, I'll cut that and then save it for the next time we do a Shonen jump joke series. (laughs) And then you can be like, I've got it, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just I'm just saying I'm I'm upset that I, I thought of that way too late and 
it was it's comedic genius and it just took some time to get to me so uh, but as i said it's a shoney jump series so it couldn't be bad i'm getting the feeling you think it's I... bad sean <laughs> <laughs> what i'm saying is i've i've seen series in shonen jump not all of them are god <laughs> they're <Yeah>. not <laughs> well it's because you need something bad to compare the good ones to <laughs> i guess it's like i've been telling you all along i'm providing a service here <laughs> As I mentioned, I picked this one. The main reason is, while um, Phil lives in the world of isekai and fantasy, and Mike uh, only consumes memes, <laughs> I am a big fan of shonens and fight manga in general, so I have read the first volumes, at least, of so, so many Shonen Jump series over the years. And World Trigger always stood out to me, firstly because it's, well, when I read it at the time, way back when, very Blair, but also because I, until I was rereading this, I could all I could remember is the the lead kid who's hit. Well, I say the lead kid; he's not technically the lead, but um, the are neighbor. you talking about the character that's actually really the main character, but isn't yeah, actually the main character? Exactly, Kugayuma. Yeah. Like, because his design is brilliant, and he's the only artistically brilliant thing about the whole thing. But uh, I can remember that, and then I couldn't remember anything else about the series, which yeah. is bad. <laughs> Like, I'm genuinely, once again, genuinely surprised that you're saying it's got all these games and adaptations. Me too, buddy. Me too. (laughs) It's just, I'm genuinely surprised because I've never heard of this thing before. Oh, I've I've heard of it. I understand that I'm not particularly connected to the whole anime manga community as much. Like, it's certainly as much on the level as you guys. It's just, usually this kind of thing filters down to at least my sphere of influence, you know? I've never heard of this. Yeah, like a five-year-plus jump series, you would imagine, yeah. would be. I'm not going to say common. Not, like, I wouldn't expect the guy on the street to know it, but I'd expect if you had a passing interest in manga, you'd probably go, oh, yeah, I vaguely know that. I've heard of that. Never never had. Like, I've, so... I've, I've definitely heard of it myself. I don't think I ever really knew what it was about beforehand. I... It is a little generic, though. That's the thing. Oh, <laughs> a little? I was going to say, no <laughs> little about it. It's because it is... Okay, I'm going to describe this manga, and I'm not going to use any specific terms. I'm just going to describe the plot, and it's going to apply to at least five other things that you can think of off the top of your head. There is one really prevalent one I feel like I'm going to bring up at some point. Because <laughs> you've got this kid who's a, in a ranked-based system of stopping invading monsters. Oh my god, it's an isekai. Who's a low? It he's is, the lowest yes. rank you could possibly be, lowest grade rank you could possibly be. So he's the weakest. Who then starts to get stronger as a result of his interactions with a mysterious power, and he. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> they have special yes. powers it, it that they can unlock <laughs> as time goes on. Yeah, it's every shonen ever. I'm not going to even begin to try and deny that there isn't a formula for, like, a vast majority of shonens. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. you know, like, if you're saying, do you want to read this or do you want to read Bleach slash Naruto slash One Piece? D- yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll pick the big three yeah, who know how to tell a story. Better, generic yeah. shonen. Exactly. Yeah. Like, the key differentiation between this genericacy and others is that this one really doesn't have a whole lot extra going for it. There's no... There's not a lot of extra hooks in this. The only thing that makes this unique in comparison to other things is they do the 
Pacific Rim thing of monsters are invading. We need these things, these people, special people to fight them. That's literally yeah, it. surprisingly, like at least within Shonen Jump, sci-fi stuff like this is fairly rare, from my knowledge. Like they don't usually jump into necessarily explicit kaiju stuff. You'll have monsters which are you could think of as kaiju, but generally jump doesn't do a lot with sci-fi it's more fantasy or just straight up fight series i was gonna say the big shonen it reminded me of and to be clear i'm not saying this is identical or the one i'm going to compare it to is on the same level but it very heavily reminded me of bleach Mm, you see i Uh, i don't i didn't get bleach (laughs) because neighbors are basically the hollows that's true cougar cougar Cougar? Cougar is white hair boy. Cougar, yes. yeah. Yes. Cougar's basically Rukia. No, don't be silly. Rukia like, I'm not, do not talking in terms of personality, but yeah, no, I, he, like you're he's talking a stranger about the roles, from yeah. the yeah. other place that comes with the power to help the main character, in this case Makumo instead of Ichigo. Mm-hmm. And then they team up to fight, and oh no, the organisation finds out that they're teaming up and they don't like that. Better put a stop to that. Say I, I'm not saying it's a perfect copy, but it just a lot of it. I was just like, this give me serious Bleach vibe. I would say it differentiates itself enough from Bleach because, well, for one thing, it's it it doesn't do the whole. I have no idea about this world. Oh, it's suddenly been introduced to me, and I am very powerful. It like it's always this has always been a thing. I mean, I would say it kind of does because literally every time a neighbor pops up. Mm-hmm. Kuga's like, oh yeah, this 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 thing, blah 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 blah, and then Osama's just like, you what now? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I really didn't get. Considering this is like according to the story, been going on for the better part of five years. I really don't get how the magical border force haven't at the very least gone. This is an attack type. This is a special type or anything like that. They're all like, oh my god, what's that? It's like you've been you've been fighting these for years. Sure, if they're like in these types of units, like uh, Kuma, I keep getting, I'm going to keep getting his name wrong because he has two very similar names, Kugayuma, just to be confusing. But like, if they're all in these types, like these specific types of soldiers, as he points out, surely Border would have cottoned onto that long ago. Yeah, I'm going to draw another comparison to Pacific Rim because even in Pacific Rim, when they have these huge monsters appear and they like categorize them properly. So maybe it's just that they don't show us that bit. Maybe they do have all that going behind the scenes and you're to assume that because they have to know who they're going to have to send after this. I just but. don't think they... Because there's one point where they're... It's an, one of the A-rank agents who we meet later on is fighting them and they seem to be just as like, oh my God. And they'll get like, she's able to like analyze it and go, okay, it's doing this, it's doing this, so I'll do this. But again, surely... Order. Like you feel they'd have more knowledge. I think in that very particular fight, that is a new type they've just never seen. But the fact remains, like they just straight up don't know anything about these things. It seems. So then, like, like the the other thing as well that I picked up on was, so the way their powers work is they have these things called triggers which are powered by an internal organ that everyone has that is right next to the heart. Totally. To- totally, but we'll just ignore that. <laughs> For the purposes of the story, this exists, deal with it, yes. Uh, yes. 
it's just it's spiritual energy from Bleach. If you want to it, make this it comparison, is, but it's, it has an internal organ associated with it, mm-hmm. and apparently the size of it determines how super special amazing you are. The bigger your tumor, the more powerful you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Yuma reveals this to our main character when he's like, "Oh yeah, I used your trigger, and this is why I was so much better with it." Apparently, using other people's triggers is like a big no-no. Yeah. And it's like, surely that's something Border should have realized. Kind of implied like they didn't know all this happens. I don't but think using the other ones is a big no-no because they allocate the triggers. But but that's why it's a... When I say a big no-no, it's basically to say, yeah, don't use other people's triggers because you're going to be shit with it. Because apparently people's triggers are designed with them in mind, but he had a trainee trigger, which is a whole problem in itself, in my opinion. But Yeah, like there's a whole lot of plot holes to do with that one particular point which i suppose we'll get to at some point well that's the hot the whole trainee thing is just so irrelevant because they use it at one point and he just gets upgraded anyway so we never find out any more about that but i mean the thing for me is i don't mind the problem that they've got trainees like yeah sure have, have trainees makes sense you know they are your we never see him train but he's a trainee. But yeah we never see him train they're basically told you're not allowed to go into combat you're not allowed to use your trigger without authorization mm-hmm. for some reason we're not really told. I mean, it's to stop them getting themselves killed stupidly, basically. Sure, but at the same time, because one of the whole things was he uses his without permission to save people because, yes, funnily enough, a neighbor appears right in front of him at school and he's like, fuck it, I'm gonna try and buy like. Five to to me, it's like how you wouldn't have, say, a trainee fire fighter on their first day of the job go, oh shit, quick, get to that fire because they might. Do more damage. I mean, if you saw a fire break out right in front of you, I would say it's not so much like that. It's more like a trainee police officer suddenly being faced with an an armed gunman. It's like, what are you gonna do? Not like not try and do what you can to minimize the damage, and like, what are you gonna do? Not use the gun that you have strapped to your hip? Like, yeah. The thing that it, the, my issue with that is, if he's not allowed to use it outside of the training facility. Why does he have it? Yeah. Why much. does he even have that? <laughs> that that that's the big thing. It's like, oh, you're not allowed to use this unless we say so, but we're still gonna give it to you, so you could use it without our say so. Yeah, like it's it's just weird. And then they make a huge deal over the fact that he used it. As but why though? <laughs> why why is this a thing? I think the reason they do that is to highlight the difference in what his ideals are and what the organizations are, I suppose. He's very much, I want to save everyone, even if it means breaking the rules, which he is otherwise very adamantly strict in following, bizarrely. Mm-hmm. So a bit of a walking contradiction, but whatever. And the organization is like, no, no, we don't care about saving lives, we care about killing the neighbors with minimal losses to our side. Specifically the agents like civilian losses are presumably okay i guess yeah one of the big things that this does come around has been it's all about rules and like when to break them and when to follow them and then like i get that on the one hand but that can't be the main crux of your story they also don't even discuss it really i was gonna say it's also the problem is the main character is very contradictory in himself it is like he's running around telling yuma who who is a neighbor himself? Someone who from looks this human, other world, which is apparently a completely unknown thing in this world. 
as far as they know, all the neighbors as far are, as like, they know. Don't get me started on that. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, there's a whole thing to get in there. But, yeah, so, like, he's... Our main character's telling this person from another world, like, no, no, you've got to follow the rules. You've got to be really strict. You can't do this. You can't do that. This is what you're allowed to do. And when you're allowed to do it, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, oh, but if I break the rules and use my trigger, I can save people here. So I'm going to do that. And it's like, it seems very out of character for him. I think the point of that is that he is meant to be our morality, our moral compass for the for the story. So even yeah, he I, is very, very that. happy to stick with to the rules to the point where even when he break when he breaks the rules, he immediately like hands himself in and admits to it. But then he's like, but I'm not gonna let the rules the greatest good I can do in this situation is to break these rules and save lives or try to save lives. I think that's the idea behind it. Like, well, that's I, his I get the idea behind it. It's just the way Preservation it's of feels very clunky. Because as I say, it's, he seems like someone who's very adamant. No, absolutely. Got to follow the rules. And then she's like, oh, actually, you know what? Shits and giggles. I'm going to break the rules because... Well, I mean, saving people. Fair, fair play. But, yeah, just a bit mm-hmm, weird. He is a bit. He has a... And it's not a big one. Like I'm not gonna say he's like a horrible person for it, but he has like a minor hero complex in that regard. Mm. It, we it, we wouldn't really be discussing this all that much, but the two volumes of this devotes a surprisingly large amount of time to it, and then it doesn't really come up with any conclusions because <laughs> we have this scene where a neighbor appears right in front of him. It's not supposed to be able to do that, but it does, and so he's trying to save as many people as possible. He's completely outmatched, and then. Uh, new guy, whoever his name is, Yuma. mysterious neighbor, neighbor boy. Uh, he pops up and kills it for him because he's crazy powerful. Because of course he is, and then he takes credit for it because they don't want him to. Let... For some reason, he's decided to keep the his new friend's neighbor's status a secret, like so that he doesn't get killed, Mike. <laughs> neighbors are bad. Kill neighbors. <laughs> yes, yes well, but... I, no, I think what. The point is, why is he keeping it a secret, though? Yeah, like, because he, he does play some sort of lip service to this by saying, like, hmm, but he's a good person. Why would I do that to him? And, like, he's clearly trying to help. And this is pretty much a point they parrot towards the end of the two volumes as well, where it's like, well, if we could get someone like him on our side, like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> so why would you not want the, uh, the turncoat from the opposing side? Because we learn pretty quickly that even though the humans of this world have no idea what's going on, the reason why these monsters are invading is because human or human-like people, like um, Yugo, whatever his name is, are on the other side of this. And I assume by the fact they're called neighbors, it's a parallel universe. So they're on in the parallel universe, and they're sending the monsters through to harvest people for their spirit, for their energy. internal organs. Yeah, essentially just harvest the spiritual internal organ. Yes, yeah, we, we get a page or two dedicated to the fact that they're, yeah, they'll they'll kill off the people who don't have much energy just to harvest it from them. But then yeah. if you've got a lot, oh boy, you're getting kidnapped so we can... You're getting kidnapped and conscripted into the army on the other world. They don't go into why, what they do with it afterwards. I assume it's just as a battery. But don't I, I will say, I think I accidentally read a chapter too many, so maybe... That's Phil, no. That. Were you that oh invested? Spoilers. It's because before I opened it up, I was like, oh, cool, I need to read this many chapters, and I must have somewhere along the line added an extra chapter on that. Phil's classic. Well, I've started reading it now, so. 
<laughs> it's never stopped him before. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, so we find out that, that's, that this is very much an intentional thing. <laughs> A lot like Pacific Rim, in fact, where someone is sending these monsters and they are here for a purpose. It's not just kaiju's wrecking cities for the sake of it. And this is fine, I guess. But I, I just can't help but wonder why this is a science fiction thing. Like, nothing about this to me screams science fiction. Like, apart from the fact that everything they're doing is technological-based, there's really no need for this to be science fiction. Like, this is as fantasy as they come. I mean, on, on the one hand, yes. On the other hand, I've read enough fantasy manga, Mike. I'll, I'll have <laughs> sure, to take you'll something. Sure, you when you can. That's <laughs> yeah. fair enough, but... Yeah, like, the, the comparisons to, like, Bleach are fair enough, honestly. Like, everyone's got their own special powers, usually to do with swords and whatnot. Well, the, they don't even really have special, at least at this point, have special powers, per se. I want to make a complaint here. Okay. Only one. <laughs> For now. <laughs> at some point, and I don't know if it's just I missed something somewhere here, they start talking about how some people have these quote-unquote side effects, which give yeah, them that just sort of comes out of nowhere. Powers. So one person has the ability to see a little bit into the future of the people in front of him. But that's like all we hear of it. Well, you do see it because that guy shows up and he uses his power several times. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's literally when we find about it. But they. They sort of say, like, everyone has these side effects, but we don't... It's not every. It's only if you have a big enough spiritual oh, big enough energy. spiritual dick. So, right. the, yeah, so the S-rank guy has the future sight. Because, it's of course, they couldn't help oh, themselves. It's implied that the random girl we meet later has a sort of presence concealment style thing, or has something going on there. Right. Sorry, you remind me of another thing that fucking <laughs> annoys me. Have at, buddy! <laughs> So, when we have our second encounter with the neighbours, the, the bad neighbours, not the good neighbours like Yuma, sorry, neighbour singular, eventually the proper pros come along, the A-team, quite literally, mm -hmm. and then one of them, while they're on the way to headquarters to, you know, so our main character can get told off for using his abilities he's not allowed to use outside, but they've given him the ability to do so anyway, but we've complained about that already. Yep, is busy describing the organization, I guess, of the agents. And she says, ah, oh, yes, you've got your C-class, your B-class, and your A-class. And then, like, a chapter later, it's like, here's this guy, he's S-class. Yeah, they couldn't fucking help themselves. But why? I mean, I saw it coming a mile off, so I was like, sure, yeah. Sure, but it's Obviously like, it was gonna just, happen. <laughs> it's not even like he was super secret special agent S-class. No, he's just a dude. He's just, he's just a dude. He is S-class. He's also fairly famous as well. Yeah. It's just fucking safe. All I can possibly think of is because of her personality, she's like an A at the top where I am. Yes. <laughs> yeah, sure. Maybe. But Possible. Like... Yes. But they even give like a diagram for this as well. Like yeah, a... they, they give you a proper pyramid. In like life. A they give you a triangle, Mike. Right? <laughs> <laughs> But it's like to sort of describe that, like, yes, A is at the top of this pyramid. A is the apex. Yeah, it's got, it's the peak of this pyramid. And like, S isn't even on that thing. Like, yeah, it's not even off to the side, like, oh yeah, also some people over here. 
Yeah, exactly. Like these are the special cases. That no, you have not... C, B, and A. That was it. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, they're not going to go for. They're totally going to go for S ranks, aren't they? And it's like a chapter later. Also, the other issue is everyone in C rank are trainees. <laughs> yeah. So most of your organization is trainees who you're telling can't use their abilities. Yeah, they're the shit tier agents. What of it? Well, I have no problem with them being a shit tier of agents, like trainees <laughs> at the bottom, but just call them trainees and then have C class, then have B, then have A, then have fucking S at the top because they exist and everyone knows about it. I mean, the, the ranking system in general, as it is the same for all of these manga that have this exact same ranking system, it's, it's for us. It's for the reader. Right? It, it in no way affects anything in the story, apart from maybe one time, like an A rank will get beat the fuck up, and they'll be like, oh my god, they just beat an A rank! And that's about it. Well, I think the thing for me is they've, they've now established, oh yes, there are ranks we've not told you about already. It's like, alright, so when are we getting the double S rank, the triple, triple S, S deluxe, <laughs> the ultra rare mega blue eye <laughs> shining rank? <laughs> Pretty much. Because there's going to be a rank above him. Yeah, there's going to be double S and there's going to be triple S. I don't think that, I mean, this is probably me being entirely naive, I don't think there will be a rank above S, purely because they're running out at that point of No, I don't think they are. on their structure. Purely because, like, they can always, like, it's a shonen manga, so they always want to one-up themselves. But it, especially because they started at C. C is the lowest point. They could have started at F or anything else. But no, they started at C. Meaning that if they want to keep doing that one-upmanship, they've and they've already gone to S, they gotta keep on fucking going. Yeah, but I think it'll just be here's a higher S, as it were. Like I don't know if we get told Which what would have been where an SS. No, no, I mean as in because they're also numbered. So I'm assuming they'd just be here's an S higher number. Are are they also numbered? Yeah, because they the A rank people have all got numbers. Oh, like on their um yeah. on their clothes, right? Yeah. Oh, right. Sorry. So I'm assuming the S's are like tiered like that, I guess. But again, who knows? I'm not, I'm not really more to find out. So, um... <laughs> oh my god, spoilers! Oh my god, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, if you've seen one of these ranking systems in any manga, it's exactly the same. It's just another thing that's generic to this manga. I, w- I was about to say something stupid. I was about to say because in Bleach they don't go beyond Captain, and then I remember Zero Squad. <laughs> Womp. <laughs> in fairness, it took him a long time to put Zero Squad in. I will say Bleach kind of <laughs> sidesteps it a little bit by rather than having people go up in terms of that rank, they go, "I now have this new ability." Yes, but then they very much muddy the waters by yes. in that of having people that are in various ranks, but they are weaker than the people below them. And and, and there's <laughs> yeah. also a bit where it's like, well, I, they could be captain, but there's either no space or they declined. So, yeah. Like, well. just, just, yeah. Or they keep their bank eyes to- totally secret. Or exiled, or... <laughs> or they are Kenpachi, Soraki, and fuck knows what's happening with that guy. <laughs> Side note, one of the funniest things I've literally ever seen was Bleach-related. And it's the first ever Bleach movie, which is not a good movie. Is that Diamond Dust? No, it's like literally the first one ever. That they Memories ever of Nobody? No, it's like, I can't remember. It might be Memories of Nobody, actually. But yeah, it's literally the first one ever. Because I remember because I was going to try and watch them in order, and that was the first one. And <laughs> there's a point where they're like, we have to fire a giant Kido cannon into, into Hoikamundo. And... <laughs> 
then uh, like they're like okay cool we're gonna do it and then you see it charging up and then the very it cuts the very next scene to watching Zoraki just falling face first into it like is that the keto cannon they just launch Zoraki at it <laughs> no no it is not it's just very silly <laughs> recommend that movie it's really bad <laughs> but it's funny it's not meant to be but it's funny Bleach's time will come on this show, Mike. Don't you worry. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it will. F- full anime season. <laughs> oh, totally this time, yeah. <laughs> For real. <That's> For reals. <laughs> reals, reals, yep. <laughs> we could legit stop talking about this right now. <laughs> well, sadly, buddy, you've got another hour to fill. No, so. no, we will find something to talk about, but you could literally stop talking about this right now, and we've covered it. Okay, I've I've got more I can complain you, you've about. You've covered the base beats. There's lots of nuance we can still go into. There's lots of shit I can complain about. It's not a series I've suggested. I get a complaint for a change. <laughs> you don't lose the moral high ground this time. <laughs> so one thing I noticed, which seems to have just gotten completely forgotten about, is when Yuma, our neighbor, human neighbor friend, mm-hmm. is telling Osma, the main character, yeah, I'm from the other side, the other world. Whatever it is, yeah. Which, I don't know how everyone knows it's another world, but whatever. He's like, oh yeah, like there's others of me. Like There's other, like, I think he actually says illegal immigrants. <clears throat> or something something to that effect. He, he implies he's not the first, yeah. Yes, he implies he's not the first, and there are more human neighbours around here, and that's it. That's all we get. Well, this kind of reminds me, because yes, that is stupid, but this kind of reminds me of another issue I have. I really deeply, and it could be a translation fail, I don't think it is, but I deeply dislike the nomenclature they use in this thing. I fucking hate the names they give everything. I hate that the powers are called triggers, because it just feels weird to say. Uh, pre- pretty much after you get a few chapters into our scandalation, they start copying the Viz terms, so these are the official terms. Right, so... I think Neighbours was the only one I noticed that changed. It was like, they're called Neighbours. This is such... And I understand it's probably from a parallel universe, but it's such a weird thing to call something. But the thing for me is, like, how do they even know it's a parallel universe or there's a world on the other side of this gate that appeared or what? It's just... I mean, ultimately, does it really matter whether it's another world or a parallel universe or Earth 2? It's It's sending over big monsters that we have to kill, like... And as far as we can tell, there's been no attempt for us to go back over to there at this point. Well, that's the point. Why haven't they attempted that? Because that's how you get Fant Four Stick, <laughs> and nobody what should have to get Fant Four Stick again. <laughs> Can't jump straight into that. It takes Bleach a little bit before they go off to the spirit world. That is true. sure, and even longer before they go to Hoikamundo, whatever it's called. To be fair, they at least pay the lip service of that of like, yeah, going to Hoikamundo is a bad idea. You know, you'll. Just- fucking die yeah and then yeah they go and then they don't yeah (laughs) yeah that's bleach one of my main issues with the nomenclature of this is it's a bit on the nose with some things and like it's a i don't know if it's what they were going you want it to be more you want it to be fanciful nonsense is that what you're saying not really it's not really what i'm saying it's just like they are called the elite force of people who are killing and hunting down people and monsters from another universe whatever the neighbors they're hunting down their neighbors called the border patrol and they're considered to be illegal immigrants yeah (laughs) 
Not sure this is okay. I, are we the baddies? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no. Like, it just made it a bit like, why did they name it like that? That's like, yeah, weird. like I don't, I don't mind the fact they're called triggers. Like, that was it's, just it's a bit, bit it's weird. a bit dumb. But yeah. I assume it was basically they wanted a, they they came up with their catchphrase, and like, yeah, okay, this is what we're just going to call things. And not a single person ever says pull the trigger. <laughs> but yeah, I don't get why they were called. Okay, I do get why they were called neighbors. But I, like, think I understand. Been, I I think they could have just called it literally anything else. They they could have called everything anything else. But like the stuff they chose is just weird. It's not weird. It's just on the nose, as you said. Yeah, I think it just all comes down to the fact they call the bad guys neighbors. It's like just, just call them monsters, aliens. Fuck it, call them kaiju. There you go. <laughs> sure. Well, no, because that's too obvious. But <laughs> <laughs> well, they are kaiju. These are all yes, kaiju. They, they, they are. They are all kaiju. But you know. Not all series could be like Kaiju Number Eight and just straight up call them Kaiju, or Pacific Rim and just straight up call them Kaiju. They do straight up call them Kaiju in Pacific Rim. God, I love that movie. So I haven't seen the sequel. Probably do that. The animated one or the live action one? There's an animated one. Oh my god. There's an animated Pacific Rim. Yes. Pacific Rim. <laughs> That's what it. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's Pacific Rim. Yeah. Pacific, not specific. I you hear what you want, buddy. I, I heard specific that time. To be fair, but it's not Atlantic Rim. So there you go. Uh, so yes, just this one rim over here. The Atlantic Rim? No, no, no. The specific one over there. No, Atlantic Rim <laughs> is the the whatever the company that makes the knockoffs is version. I forget their name. <laughs> yeah, the, the Asylum. The Asylum yeah, version. That's it. That's their version. <laughs> Those are also always fun to watch. <laughs> mm. I mean, doesn't this feel like the Asylum version of another manga? <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Like, I don't feel like it's a parody per se of anything. Sure, sure. It it just does feel like it's already already all been done a little bit. Well, I will say definitely, all the character designs feel like, with the exception of Cougar, everything feels like, yep, I've seen this draw better elsewhere because every character is pretty bland outside of here. Even the kaiju slash neighbor designs are all just, yep, that's a big bug. They're all a bit penisy as well. Just a bit penisy. <laughs> Wait, that's just Japan, Mike. You've played Persona 4. You've seen the penis chariot. There is a penis chariot with precariously placed blades on it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't like any of this. And then in Persona 4, Golden at least, when you summon this thing, it's called Mara. And you, if you get all the XP boost and stuff for it, it turns towards the camera and forces you to stare down the barrel of the thing for a couple of seconds. It's like, oh, God. That got graphic. <laughs> but yeah. That was, uh, I'm never getting that out of my brain. I don't really want to. But the stuff in this thing, also, a bit penisy. I mean, get your penis looks like any of that. See a doctor. <laughs> I did say a little bit. Maybe a, a psychologist. <laughs> I'm imagining Mike does, I can't remember what they're called, but like the splotches, like the, the black Rorschach ink splotches. Tests. The Rorschach test, the Mike's just like penis, penis, penis. Wait, this, this isn't my Rorschach test, this is my porn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, every time. I don't know why this thing is quite often written the way it is. Because for some reason, the border agency, whatever it's called, Hearing you say that now, <laughs> what? Because I pointed out the 
It, yeah, it just sounds so wrong. Now. It does, right? <laughs> and like, I don't feel like I'm far off base for pointing that out. I think no, it was intentional. No, you're not. It's just. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where when you read it, it doesn't necessarily all click into place <laughs> because you never really see it laid out all together. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, oh no, like this is this whole thing meant to be a. And a, an analogy for xenophobia. Is I, that it's, what it is? it's Japan at this point. I just go like, yeah, sure. Okay. Doing <laughs> that again. Got it. Again? How often does this happen? I mean, Japan is, you know, <laughs> mildly xenophobic. <laughs> Culturally xenophobic, yes. Yes. Sorry, that's a better way of putting it. There is a manga slash anime, because I, I do know it got an anime from a few years ago that I don't think we will ever cover. Okay. That's a statement. Because I read a few volumes. Actually, I read a few volumes of it, not realizing the anime it was related to. They had different names at the time for some reason. And basically, so there's an isekai in which modern day uh, businessman gets reincarnated into Magitech World War II and uh, is one of the Nazis. What's that one? Um, yes. I'm blanking out its name. Very successful and popular series. Tanya. Tanya. That's how I grow Tanya the Evil. Yeah, it's meant yeah. to be really good. Yeah, uh -oh. this, this thing, like, it, it, it's not terribly written by any means, but... Maybe don't do this. <laughs> and the problem is, the, the make out, like, the main characters are saying, like, ah, oh, yes, sent by God and <laughs> saved us by... It's like, no, 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 we're not, no... The people I know who've read it have only ever praised it, so I'm not going to actively judge that series because these are people I know who aren't just stupid weebs. Like people I know who opinion actually give a shit about. So yeah, no, it's a good series. The context of it really does matter because if it's like meant to be a tongue-in-cheek kind of thing, <sighs> then fine. But from now we're talking about this and that instead of this, but <laughs> sure. From is like it kind of tries to skirt around it by going, oh yes, this, is, this isn't Earth, these are all made-up countries, but then you occasionally get these chaps where it flashes forward to like modern day, like 2016 or whenever it came out, and it's like, oh yes, I remember the Great War and how there was this like saint, and then they blah blah blah, and it's like, but the, the, that's Big Ben over there. <laughs> like, you, you, no, 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 stop, stop this. You can, you can have Big Ben. <laughs> like... Well, the point is, it's like, oh, yes, there's Big Ben. Here's the map, and it is very clearly Earth. And it's like, no, no, stop this. You were trying to make it not... But uh... you've seen fantasy series where it's like, here we are, it's Germania and Britannia. Britannia and... is no, a common yes, one, yeah. But the point is, because of the setting and the story that's trying to tell, it's it really not okay. Yeah, and I'm, I don't know if I'm getting those kind of vibes with World Trigger. <laughs> oh no, th this was a complete tangent. Will Trigger isn't Nazis. Like, no, no, no. I, okay, yeah. I didn't mean to say it like that. What I meant Will, was... Will, like... Will Trigger is more build a wall. <laughs> yes, exactly. Three years before that, for the record. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yes. Also, as I found out, this came out a few months before Pacific Rim, so there you go. Food for thought. This did beat Pacific Rim to the punch. <laughs> if it's three months before, that's parallel thinking. There's no way. Say, yeah. No, that's the thing. I'm not, oh, no, I'm not saying one to be I'm just saying highlighting that this did actually beat Pacific Rim to the launch. So 
it's not just a blatant copy. <laughs> yeah, I, I love when people um, say that. Like, it came out a month before. They clearly copied. Really? They made an entire fucking movie in a month <laughs> <laughs> just so they could copy this other movie that had lukewarm reception at best. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I, I don't know why the things are written that way. And yeah, and, they could have just given stuff a different name. Yeah. And, and it, it's, I know it's just like words, right? It's only just like, simple terminology that they're using and it, it really doesn't matter what those words are it's just when you combine this cluster of things together it stops being just words and starts being this other thing which feels kind of gross a little bit because you're just like mm. essentially saying we need to kill the immigrants who look kind of like us from a different place but don't understand us and are coming here taking our wives and husbands <laughs> like oh. to, be fair, to be fair they are literally doing that in yes this they are it just it just feels like a, a a lopsided analogy for yes yeah and i, and I will also say without trying to avoid getting too political on our lovely little podcast about manga but like yeah. these terms only really i'm not gonna say took on that mean because obviously they've always had that mean to them but only really became accentuated let's say in the past five years when yes. sure. someone came I into know power what you're saying. yeah i get it too like I, it is entirely possible that it is a horrific coincidence, and this is not even slightly what they meant. It's possible that a certain somebody read this and thought, here's some ideas. <laughs> Doesn't strike me as the kind of reading material for them, but... <laughs> you never know. You never know. I mean, it's got pictures. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> I think the thing for me is, like... Yeah, it, it can be all innocuous, and maybe they're just like, oh, yeah, well... We'll call them neighbors because they're from parallel universe. They're basically neighbors, and then yeah. these people are protecting the border between worlds. So they're the border patrol, and it's like, yeah, it can all be very innocuous, not at all malicious in intent or anything. But yeah, could be. But it's just like, oof, that's that's. You a didn't think oof. that one through is is what I'm gonna yeah. go with. They didn't think it through, and I, I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt that it wasn't meant to be super xenophobic and racist unless that's where it goes eventually i do doubt it but and like even if it does go that way it could just be like the the way that people in power interact and shit so like there is still a story to be told i would assume the way the story ends up going is the good people on both sides work together to beat the bad people on both sides yeah like i i believe that this isn't malicious in intent it's just yeesh <laughs> You could have written it a different way, but that's not the that's not the extent of like how this is a bit iffy. There's other stuff that they just mention casually and throw away that makes you think, hey, hey, no, you you can't just shrug that shit off. It's like there's one point point where when Yuga first shows, is that his name? Yuga? Am I saying am I saying that right? The new guy, Yuma, Yuma Kuga, Yuma, Yuma Kuga. Right, sorry, Kuga Yuma. I think Kuga, whatever. <laughs> When he shows up, he doesn't know how to human society. Fine. He, he doesn't know our... Yeah, yeah, he doesn't know Japanese society. Totally fine. And so as part of that, people... Um, he accidentally flashes a bunch, like a huge wad of cash that he happens to have. No explanation where he got it from, but whatever. So glad you added the cash there. For a brief moment, I was like, I don't remember him flashing anyone. <laughs> he don't remember him flashing his wad around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he... Uh, yeah, so no real explanation. I mean, it does kind of tell you, but not really, where he gets his money from. 
I could believe that he was given it on the other side and were like, there's your cash. Yeah, but, but where did they get it? From stealing it. They've invaded this world enough times. Well, the, the, yeah. Like, yeah, but you're, there's a lot of assumptions. Not my point. My point is then immediately they get attracted. They attract a rough element, let's say. Some people rock on up and they try to con them, scam them, intimidate them into giving them like a lot of money. And it's a very um, transparent scam. And I actually don't mind the scene in general. It's a scene where they just like lightly graze their shoulder, Yuma's shoulder, and like, hey, oh, you clearly broke my leg. That's going to cost however much to fix, you know? And essentially trying to shake the guy down, thinking that they can do it. And then Yuma's like, um, okay, and then breaks, like, you wouldn't lie to me, would you? No, no, it's totally broken. Like, all right, breaks his leg and gives him the money. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> I actually quite like that scene. Yes. But then later on, something similar happens with someone else, like some just some much lower stakes. Uh, just some bullying essentially happens. And then the same sort of thing happens. He beats them up. But then, like, the following day, these exact same bullies come back. Even though they're, like, still pretty beaten up, they come back and they are starting to bully again. And Yuma points out, man, do these guys have, like, no long or short-term memory? Like, do they not remember what happened last time? And then main character boy says, oh, yeah, the border agency must have taken them in and wiped their memories of it. Yeah. What? And then they, they never mention that again. That's the only time it comes up, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> you can't just do that. And why is it so casual? That has horrific implications for the rest of the story. I mean, on the one hand, yes, you can't just do it. On the other hand, I could entirely believe the organization does that. And that's, they're not the group of guys, they're not the fees from the money. They're the group from the very start who were beating up. Okay. Uh, I, I apologize if I got those mixed up. They're essentially the same scene. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I can believe an organization would do that. It has such dark implications. Also, why would they do that? Yeah, because it's not like the whole kaiju invasion is a secret. Yeah, like it's, it's not that. a secret. They apparently don't use it again because a neighbor attacked the school and everyone still knows about the main character being part of Border. Yeah, they literally only have used it on these guys for no reason, I can tell. It, it is specifically, what could they have known that would have... I think it's to do with the involvement of Cougar, I think. That's the only but they don't know about Cougar that. at that point, bear in but mind. But they know it's not been done by a trigger they did, because the character drops that information later. He doesn't use his trigger in that scene. He just beats yes, him up. Yes, he does. Because that that, that's where Cougar Whenever he transforms, he uses his trigger. Right. Because his trigger is super special, as we learn later. <laughs> it's very special, because of course it has to be. That's why he's the main character. Oh. <laughs> it's also very specifically him that does it because it comes up later when it's like when the main character goes to the headquarters and like, oh, did you kill the neighbors at the school? And he's like, yes. And they're like, oh, did you kill this one down by the river as well? He's like, yes. And they're like, haha, you've activated my trap card <laughs> because they can tell which trigger did the deed or something. They could tell it wasn't one of theirs. Yeah, they, they were like, this, this wasn't his trigger it was someone else's he just lied to us this isn't our beautiful wife this isn't my beautiful trigger that yeah like something something we analyzed this and you've activated you, you've played yourself we know you're one of them now 
yeah, because then, then they're like, okay, we're going to trail them and figure out. So for some reason, like, oh, yes, it must have been a neighbor that did it. Yeah. And they're like, cool, we're going to follow him and find out who's accomplice is. Yeah, we're going to fucking kill him. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah. Seems to be helping, but whatever. In fairness, at least that is actual, like, detective work style thing that shows that they're not complete idiots at Border. Sure. Sure, yeah. I also believe that there's a deeper agenda here. Oh, of course. But yeah, I, it's the weird thing about this whole thing to me is we read two volumes, which is 16 chapters. And I would say those were average length chapters, like not particularly long, not particularly short. Well, they're, they're classic jump chapters. So they're about 20 pages after the first one. Pretty standard shit. But you get a lot of inter- internal world movement in those two, uh, those 16 chapters. Like, within 16 chapters, we've all of a sudden broken the status quo of these things being able to spawn outside of the danger zone, as they call it. And then resolve that, which I'll get to in a minute. <laughs> yep. And then we've uh, met, our, met our main characters, and we've proven how much they can disrupt everything. Uh, we've tried to kill them, and then ultimately brought them into the fold. We've established that these uh, this, this organization has potentially short-sighted rules but then sometimes it's okay if we break them even though we definitely shouldn't and it's just and the whole ranking system and we've introduced Mike, a bunch of other characters you always complain that nothing fucking happens and now stuff's happened i'm definitely not complaining about that it's just that the, <laughs> the pacing on this it doesn't feel particularly fast but it throws a lot at I was gonna you i'd say the pacing's weird there's times where i was like wow nothing's really going on at the moment and then and then you hit chapter 11, which was one of my big notes. Which is chapter 11. Chapter 11 is the one where they're like, man, we should just have everything happen in these 20 pages. So this is this was one of my big points, because when, when I was going back for it, I was like, oh, wait, this all really does happen in just one chapter. There is at least one chapter before that of them talking about how the rules are the rules and they shouldn't be broken. <laughs> like, oh, oh okay. no, well, that comes up throughout. But like the ch- so in chapter 11... This is so up until that point, we've gone through this whole thing of like humanoid neighbors are a big secret that no one really apparently knows about because our protagonist, our other protagonist is like, holy shit, a neighbor that's a human, what? And then in chapter 11, multiple characters just go, yeah, that's a thing. Humanoid, we know about that. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Just, just, so this entire massive plot, presumably massive plot point of like people like trying to hide these identities and then it's just dropped at that point. It's like done. Because then the S rank guy also goes, ah, you're a neighbor to my bullshit future site. Because this is also the chapter where we first learn about side effects, including bullshit future site, which is like self-fulfilling nonsense of you were going to tell me. So therefore I bring up the fact that you're going to tell me. So you tell me. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) But then this is also the chapter where they resolve the whole neighbors are spawning everywhere thing because as part of that they're like here's the little tiny little bug neighbor that's doing it so then like the space of two to three pages they go like hand that into the headquarters get like an advertise not an advertisement an announcement out like this is what's been causing the problem we're gonna kill them all and then they just kill them all and this is all in one chapter yep (laughs) so that, that brings up another issue i've got here this is only happening in this one town that we know wow. of, yeah. Like, well, this thing, it's never... Ex- no lip service is given to the world status. Yeah. Which told, it happens in this one town, and very shortly after the invasion started, Border set up their headquarters around the local point. I, I don't 
they, they put it in the area and then they so built something. They put it in the and then they, then they drew essentially like a lightning rod to draw yeah. all the neighbors to spawn there. But then these bugs can run around and now they can open gates outside of there. But why can't they just open gates outside of there anyway? I don't. They do actually say yeah. something to that effect um, on that particular point. And it's something to do with they are attracted to focal points of whatever the energy shit Trion. Well, so, Trion, so yeah, yeah the, the, the little bugs try and find populated areas so they can siphon off the Trion, the spiritual energy, from people so they can open the gate. But presumably the gate can be opened from the other side because otherwise how did... Well, I assume that, yeah, like, I assume that it's, they use the the bugs, as we find out in that scene, as a sort of targeting system. So there's probably something in that particular point that means they don't have to lock on or something. Or maybe it's like, that's where the machine that's sending things in their world is or something. I like would that. say it's one of the very, well, one of the few examples of this of like both sides learning from the other of being like, well, we'll build something that forces you to spawn in this area. Like, well, we'll make a new bug that can override that like i don't have a problem with that conceptually sure but it's just like why why did they stop at the one in the first instant but they said there were thousands of them no no the the, the very first gate the first invasion why, why did they only invade that one place why did they not hit multiple cities or whatever yeah no, no lip service is given in this to like what's happening beyond Mikado, that's it, Mikado City. So we don't know yeah. how things are outside don't know Japan, about the rest of Japan, or Tokyo, or, or America. Just the rest of the world in general, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, at least in like Bleach, I'm pretty sure they say like, yeah, you know, this town is exceptionally high in invasions from hollows, but, you know, it happens all over the fucking place. It's like, yeah, sure, great. That's all I need to know. Yeah, like, they don't pay a, long, a lot of time to hashing out certain details and they go in really deep on other details and it just feels a little unbalanced at times and i'm guessing that's because they just there's a story they want to get to but they realize they have to lay a lot of building blocks beforehand and they're trying to avoid exposition dumps which this genre is very much known for well it's like the big one is the side effects it goes into great details about talking about side effects say it goes into great details it drops that they're a thing it takes a good few pages talking about them like, yes these are side effects blah 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 and it's like all right great tell me about everyone's side effects and it's like oh here's this guy he can see the future it's like that that it did we really need to go into this much detail over something you're mentioning once and i mean better that they explained how he can bullshit see the future than not well i mean they could have just not mentioned it for now if it's going to be more relevant, or they could have just... He does it several times, and he references it several times. Where it... So this is the S-rank guy, who I'm not going to bother giving a name. He's just S-rank guy. Jin? John? Yeah, S-rank guy. But he, he does use this ability after he appears quite a few times throughout. To, to the point of also, annoyingly, because finally, towards the end of Volume 2, you get to see Kugayuma actually in a fight, rather than just being handicapped the whole time. And even then, he's still mildly handicapped. But whatever, you actually get to see him do some cool shit. You know, the thing you read Shonen for, fights. But there's no stakes to it, because the S-Rank guy of Future is like, yeah, he'll win. And pretty much everyone's like, yeah, he's, Cougar's going to win. Oh, no, he's up against, like, four A-Ranks, including two hidden snipers. 
yeah, he's he's gonna win. Yeah, I I, get, I do understand um, what you're saying. Like, yes, of course, Goku is always going to win the fight. It's but you you need to have some idea, uh, some at least try to suspend my disbelief. <laughs> Don't just tell me before the fight he's gonna yeah, win. You, you need to have some sort of investment in it and care about the outcome. But if they are outright saying no, he's gonna win, who cares? Then you know if they don't care, why would you care? So I do get what you're saying. I, and to be fair, that then also circles into so Yuma is by far and away the best character in this. By which I mean he's by far and away the only not shit character in this. Because Christ Almighty, Makumo is wet blankets the wrong term, but he does feel like a buzzkill as a protagonist. <laughs> Gotta follow the rules, Sean. Gotta follow the rules. That's I mean that's okay as a trait, but he's just. That, that is his only trait. He's so weak. He's so unable to really affect... Like, the example I use is in some Super Sentai series, so that's another thing where they essentially fight kaijus at the end, but not actually. But yeah, Super Sentai, if you've ever seen it, Power Rangers. And in some of those, you do have the police, for example, who will help evacuate people and do... Or like an equivalent who will do like the minor little things. And that's our protagonist. One of those minor little guys who helps like shuffle people away, and he he's the lead. And it's like, please, he's boring. Can't I just can't it just be Cougar? Can't we just get rid of that guy? <laughs> I mean, I mean, it basically is Cougar. It basically he's is. The only, he's the only one who really does anything. But Makumo's presence then handicaps Cougar, so it's literally like yeah. he's dragging him down, and it's like, ah. <laughs> I am assuming it was meant to be the audience stand-in kind of thing i completely get that but it just like when when i'm reading bleach uh, ichigo isn't the buzzkill when i'm reading naruto naruto isn't the buzz you see where i'm coming from you need like but the main a cool... characters actually yeah are characters they're not just the main character is the main character but i will say when you're reading bleach rukia is a bit of a buzzkill <laughs> So I don't think she's a buzzkill. She just gets, like most females in that series, absolutely shafted. Sure. Nice. Oh, real mature. <laughs> that's that's not until volume seventy fourth, Bill. God. Hot. <laughs> not until the epilogue. It's not until the epilogue where they're like, here are the kids. Also, they're not, soul reapers. <laughs> not not until that doujin I read the other day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's actually a point in this thing's favour. Oh, there's there's no gratuitous sex or assault or anything like that. That's something, right? I mean, Shonen doesn't Shonen Jump, the young boys magazine, doesn't typically do that. <laughs> that was Shonen does wait Shonen like, Jump doesn't. Like, there's because you do have like the monthly. Which yeah, is, like, well, you have Jump Square. You, like you do have, they do lean into a couple of more like Chainsaw Man and Death Note were both in Jump, and obviously they're leaning more towards the older end of the spectrum, so like 12 to 13 rather than 5 to 8, say. But, uh, I mean, what the Chainsaw Man lead character, one of his initial motivations is that he wants to touch boobs, so there you go. Sure. And then of he course. succeeds! <laughs> and discovers, oh, no, it, meaningful relationships are actually what you need in life, not just random fondling boobs. Whoops, that's Chainsaw Man ruined for people. Well... <laughs> <laughs> you see, when you say Chainsaw Man, because I still haven't seen it, I feel at this point you just you don't want to see it. You just like hearing it and imagining what it could be. Well, I'm imagining like an Edward Scissorhands kind of situation, but he's got chainsaws for hands. 
and he wants to touch boobs, but he can't because he's got chainsaws for hands. Uh, hands? Why? Why? Why limit That's yourself? Even better, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> he's literally just made of chainsaws <laughs> in the vague shape of a man. That's what I'm imagining. So if it's anything less than that, I'll be so disappointed. <laughs> Here you go, Mike. Here's one of the uh, covers. I was going to say, just show him the volume one manga cover and he'll be like, you'll get it. <laughs> there you go, Mike. Chainsaw Man. <laughs> it's not a lot worse than what I wanted. <laughs> His head is a chainsaw, Mike. <laughs> His head is a chainsaw, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> exactly. That, that's some serious, like, axe cop type <laughs> thing, I swear. <laughs> Not written by a kid, though, this time. So. No. no. But, Go on, Phil. Bring us back to World Trigger. All right. One more thing I hate. And another thing. <laughs> so, Jin, Mr. S-Class. We see him in page one, when we have a flashback, as we find out later. He's, he's, he's the reason maybe the main character is so like, I want to save everyone. He, he is the All Might, yes. But you don't find that out until like chapter ten or something when he appears again. It's like, oh, that was a flashback, not a flash forward. Ha ha! It's like what a twist. But it's like the main character is like, oh, he clearly doesn't remember me. And then Jin's like, oh, let's go for ice. And he's like, oh my god, he remembers me. And it's like, <laughs> how how do you draw that line there? You're wearing glasses. I no, it's only because of that, Phil. Like no one calls glasses people four eyes normally. God. Also, Jin, what room have you got to fucking talk? <laughs> Running around with sunglasses on all the time. He's a cool guy, Phil. Did you not get that from the chapters he's in? He's the cool guy. <laughs> everyone likes him, even when he sexually harasses someone. Everyone <laughs> I was likes about him. to say he's Mister Big Dick. <laughs> everyone just. Says they like him because he can kill them if he feels like it. I okay. I didn't get the feeling it was he could kill them if he feels like. It. I get the feeling it's because he's a, a no, amenable no, don't, dude. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he was, but the point is, <laughs> I don't think he's intimidating them into being no. friends. <laughs> but the point is, he is Mr. Big Strong Man. He can basically do whatever the fuck he wants because he's no going to die at some him. point. Yes. Yes. <laughs> More than likely. I'm guessing he's going to die, and it's in classic anime style it's gonna be mid-sentence right after he's declared how he's winning like haha look i won oh no this person's hand is through my chest ah because this actually happens in this as well this is another point i was gonna come to and it's just like one of these like super convenient things which did annoy me a little bit in the same vein of ichigo is fine because that's just his spirit body when a trigger activates it replaces your body with a body made of pure energy i guess try on which it is spiritual energy mana crap yeah and so it doesn't matter what kind of damage happens to your body as long as your energy doesn't run out because then if it does you regain your physical form yes and so like this is used in one of the early scenes when we talked about a neighbor attacking the school the main character straight up gets his arm like ripped off but it's fine though because he's because it happened to his spiritual body. body not I mean, two minds body. on that. Because on the one hand, yes, spiritual body is bullshit. On the other, it does mean that you actually get to have actual battle damage, as it were, of people getting their arms sliced off, which yeah, you rarely but... see in this kind of I, thing. And, and don't get me wrong, I, I also think it's laughable that 
Taikubo hate shoulders. And <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so yes, actual battle damage is fine and all, but c- come on, man, <laughs> this is just such a convenient thing to be like, oh, that's fine. It wasn't my physical body. It's like ugh, if you have this technology, how is there any problems ever? But yeah, this is one of the reasons why I say this isn't really sci-fi. I mean, it is, but only kind of. This is just fantasy all the way through because as soon as you get into like spiritual body shit and yeah, no, <laughs> it's just it's so it's so unrealistic. He was about to you say you can you can have scientific body doubles, Mike. That is a sci-fi thing. <laughs> I, I just don't like how it's so like convenient to the to the point of it just being straight up magical because it's not like you have like a hologram that's projected out of yourself and that's the thing you fight with. No, it straight up transforms your entire body. And when I say transforms, it literally puts an outfit on you. I mean, they do reference, because it's not the only use of this, teleportation, I guess, because one of the guys essentially hammers the emergency recall button towards the end and then gets immediately warped back to base. It also makes you stronger, I think they say. They do, yeah. But that's based on how big your spiritual energy dick is. Yep. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Ah, oh, that? that that brings me to another issue. So <laughs> yeah, one of <laughs> sure. So because that I don't know why that reminded me of it. I, I was going to say, is it because they use the world trigger equivalent of a scouter? Hmm. They do that at one point, yes. No, it wasn't going to be about scouting power levels or anything like that. No, it was going to be one of the things in the early ones before they just revealed that everyone apparently already fucking knew about a neighborhood humans is uh yuma is like obviously we can't let him be discovered so you can't use your power after like the first time you can't do it otherwise they'll cotton on and then he does it multiple times like he uses boost and defensive and he pulls one trigger not trigger neighbor back using chains and he it doubles the strength of um mikuma at one point and it's like but you're using your trigger right yeah. now <laughs> well i think He's not got trigger engage, but you know. <laughs> I think the difference is because he's using it on other people and not on the monsters. They couldn't track it back. Well, to he does when he that. powers up Makua, but then like the time with the chains, like how does that? Not... I don't know. There, there was a whole discussion there where it was like, no, you can't do that, or they'll find out it's you. It's like, ah, but what if I did this? And like, yeah, that's fine. It's like, it, is it? <laughs> I, yes, they. I, I'm on the. Is it? <laughs> I don't get mm. how that magically gets you but away like, with no, it. No, you can't, you can't kill the thing, because then they'll know you killed the thing. <laughs> ah, but what if I just pulled it down into the river instead? It's like, yeah, that's fine. It's like, I... <clears throat> alright. And again, it makes it even more frustrating when chapter 11 hits, and they just throw that entire plot into the river. And it's like, ah! What was the point? <laughs> I, I did like that, because it's like, oh no, they'll know I killed it, so what I'm gonna do is do a thing which makes it very obvious I did something to it. <laughs> Like <laughs> to to the extent what? that even the A rank agent that was on top of the monster was like, no, I didn't kill it. Someone else did, yeah. but I don't know who. And it's like, well, sure would be inconvenient if you investigated that. I guess. I guess the idea might have been to be like, maybe if I kill it while they're actively fighting it, they'll think they killed it. Maybe. I mean, at least she's not smart or arrogant enough, because she is shown as being like a pert girl who hates being shown up and 
wants to be is the best in her mind. At least she wasn't arrogant enough to go, yeah, I did it. She actually went, no, some someone else intervened here. I was going to lose. <laughs> well, no, she wasn't going to... No, okay, not lose, but there was going to... The, the neighbor was going to suicide, but oh, God. Yeah. 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 Because that, that particular one is designed to bomb neighborhoods, and when it thinks it's going to lose or die, it will suicide bomb the place. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> the parallels keep on coming. When you like them gosh darn... Neighbors. 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 Suicide bomb. Fucking hell. The neighbors that yeah. look like us but don't act no, the same fair. as us. Why, why did you point this out, Mike? Because <laughs> I, I was so innocuous and now I'm saying these things and then my brain's going, oh no. This, this is the thing, like, I, it's like I said earlier, it's like, yeah, you read it because it's not all really there laid out together. It doesn't seem that bad. But then when someone points it all out, you're like, oh no. <laughs> I, I hate that my brain works like this because I genuinely thought that was all obvious. <laughs> Apparently, I, I just like, saw I, that. I, I like, made oh, the yeah, they're called neighbors because they come from another world. Yeah, like, totally. you know what? Stupid name, but sure, I, I get it. And I just never really gave much thought to the fact the agency was called Border. <laughs> it's, it's all logical. It's just then when your brain matches that logic with the real world. Connect all the dots <laughs> together. It's like, uh... <laughs> I still maintain I don't think that's what they were going for. No, no, I definitely don't. It's just yeesh. <laughs> it's just, you could read it that way and oof. Yeah. That, that is a big oof. It's a big oof. See, here's the thing, though. In spite of all of this we've said about it, in spite of all the weird inconsistencies and how it's generic and stuff, I don't think this was bad. Like, I, I actually do understand why this thing has been going ongoing for so long like i totally get it it's like it does feel like a worse version of solo leveling so leveling only i love up i i solo leveling wasn't the first comparison that came to my mind i, I don't even know how you make that comparison but all right because there's ranks of monsters phil ranks right, monsters right, okay. other dimensional places things are invading our world and you need to kill them before they do that and people have special powers like there's a lot of similarities i mean generalize enough i guess yeah i mean you could compare this as we point out compared to any number of other manga any there. any series where big bads are invading Shonen. from another world as opposed to it's humans inviting yes yeah like it, it's generic enough but i don't think this is bad like i didn't granted after last recording sessions topic this feels like an absolute work of fucking art. To me, at least. <laughs> For you, sure. Wow. Yeah, to wow. me, at least, yes. Like, I was not bored by this at all. Like, it wasn't boring. And it was actually perfectly serviceable. It didn't feel torturous to read it, even if you did look at it every now and, now and again and, and say, come on now. <laughs> come on. Be better than that. And it, it wasn't bad. That's the thing. I mean, for me... So my point of reference is obviously because I tend to avoid, outside of this show, I avoid reading scanlations online. Mm -hmm. Compared to most of the manga that has been brought over from Shonen Jump, I do think this is pretty piss poor as it goes comparatively. But I also do appreciate there's a lot of Shonen Jump manga that doesn't get brought over because it only lasted for like less than a year or so. 
So that could just be a skew perception because I never get to see the real dregs, as it were. I do absolutely see how this ended up going as long as it did. Or it's still going, isn't it? Still going, yeah. I mean, I don't know how it's... I still don't know how it's gone this long, and I had never heard of it until now, but that says more about me than the sh- the thing itself, I suppose. I, I mean, it, there's a lot of, like, B-tier jump series that you may not have... Like, don't get me wrong, I expect people with a passing interest in manga to know of this, probably, but there's a bunch of B-tier stuff, like Toriko was another B-tier one that mm-hmm. kind of happened, and then some people knew about it, but some people were just like, yep, okay, moving on. Yeah. I think the other thing is there's a lot of things in Jump you don't necessarily realise are in Jump as well. well I, I've, I've got the Viz Shonen Jump site up at the moment. It's just like, man, these things were Shonen Jump. Want to pick that. Bear in mind, Viz's site also does have a bunch of non like Hayati's on there, but Hayati obviously isn't Jump. I'm, I'm specifically on the Shonen Jump section. Oh, okay. I suppose it's kind of like the whole Netflix thing of... There's a few gems in there, but they you have to sift through the mud to get to those gems. Like uh, every so often, Netflix or in this case, Shonen Jump comes out with like a real winner, something that really resonates with people. But yeah, but in order to get there, you gotta you you gotta have some worse stuff. Not necessarily to compare it to directly, but you need something. To no, don't get me wrong. Pad it out. Jump is infamous for how fastly it will churn through things. Like if your series isn't going by like. Not even 20 chapters sometimes, you're dropped, you're gone. Not, normally they give newcomers about three chapters, I think. No, they get a little more than that. If you get to a serialization, generally you'll get at least uh, like I'm, I'm not even thinking serialization. Normally it's like every so often when a series ends and they've got a slot free. Oh, they'll do like jump start stuff. Yeah, things. they'll do like a little contest where they'll get like three series and they'll do three chapters. So these days, it's less that you get free. Ch- it's more like they'll do a, like four one shots in one month, and then people will vote right. on what they liked and what yeah. they did. And then you might get two new series out of that, for example. Yeah, that that's basically what I'm sort of thinking. That sort of idea, but the point is, you you don't get a lot to work with. Yeah, if if you don't hit the ground running in jump, you will and don't do well in their popularity polls. You will quickly find yourself, unless you're selling insanely well for some reason, you will quickly find yourself being dropped. With that logic in mind, I absolutely understand how this has kept going then. Because these first few chapters, they are intriguing enough a setup to be able to go on to something bigger and better. Like, I totally get Like, it's not a, it's not a, a massive, bombastic, amazing start. It is fairly sedate by comparison, but it gives you everything you need to intrigue you a little bit into this world and make you kind of interested in what they could pull out and i'm not saying they pull it off after that point but the first few chapters at least yeah i get that and i can see why people would stick with it long enough to have it keep going so just looking here just for reference apparently Uh there are currently 22 titles being serialized in weekly shonen jump but two of them are burn the witch which you can ignore because that it's it's not being weekly serialized weekly journey dump now yeah basically it's on hiatus they claim uh, and the other is hunter x hunter which been going for a million years not. it's also it doesn't come out weekly sure it, it comes out whenever the fuck they want which to be fair is something you can do when you get up to that sort of scale like one piece doesn't necessarily come out every week even though it is weekly shown and jump sometimes he will just be like nah 
not this week. And it's like, sorry, no One Piece this week. He is one of the few who can get away with it, considering what are they going to do? Cancel it? <laughs> yeah. To be fair, when you're in Weekly Shonen Jump and you've been going for a while, you can normally get away with it a little bit, as long as you're not doing it regularly. The, the point is, when you're Mr. One Piece, yes, sir, how long do you need, sir? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't say no to the big leagues, yeah. I get it. Like, until Demon Slayer, One Piece was by far and many light years away the biggest series they had. Uh, not Weekly Shonen Jump? Uh, it was, it ended. Oh, oh, has it? Yeah, Demon Slayer ended about a year or two ago. Oh, uh, alright. I don't recognise most things that I've been serialised. Uh, don't mind me, will I just cross out what I was going to ask Phil at the end of the episode? Yeah. I do, I do recognise some of them. <laughs> The question for the end of the episode was going to be name five series currently in Jump, but he's now looked in, up the in list. Jump, so. jump in general or Weekly Shonen Jump? Weekly Jump. Weekly Jump. Oh, no. no. Don't read much of that. But you've looked at the list now, so away yeah, with yes, that. I, I have looked up a, a list. I, wouldn't, I can tell you I wouldn't have gotten it. What gets me, the thing that always gets me nowadays is because a lot... So this may have come up in previous episodes. Jump have basically had a shift in attitude these days where they're happy to let a series end naturally now. Like, you wouldn't get a Bleach situation where it's like, it's ended, and then like, great, keep going. I think that's because there's been some change in terms of laws, I'm going to say, that give artists and authors a bit more control. It's a little sad if that's the... Don't think that's the case, because that's never come up whenever I've seen analysis videos, but uh, I'm not saying it's not a thing, but... There's there's definitely been a mentality shift. I was reading something the other day, but I can't remember exactly what it was. But it was basically saying to that effect that I'm going to say artists, artists and authors have a little bit more control over that sort of thing now. Maybe I don't know to what extent. Maybe, but again, it's definitely been a change of thing you've seen in the past few years, hence why stuff like Demon Slayer, as we mentioned, Chainsaw Man ended naturally, um, the big basketball one, I forget the name, or basketball, volleyball, Haikyuu, that one ended naturally. But the point, like, there's been a whole bunch of those recently, so now if you do look at that list, you have the two old ones, which is Hunter x Hunter and One Piece, and then the next oldest series is My Hero Academia, which is 2014. Mm. I mean, I think the next is, like, 2017, Doctor Stone or something like that, so it's like... Black Clover at 2015. I always forget that one. It's a ma- massively successful series somehow. <laughs> I mean, so is this, apparently. Generic there is so Shaman. much... So much of Jump these days is like 2020 onwards. Like there are so few long-running series at this point. It's surprising, but yeah, because so much of their old guard just all ended in like space of a year or two. I mean, to be fair, how long had did IQ for that? Had a decent number of volumes going in it, didn't it? IQ, I want to say 09 to 20 or something like that. Yeah, that hit, that hit about 45. Oh yeah, it had that, this, it had a lot of volumes. Yeah, like I can understand Haikyuu ending. The point is, they're allowed to end on their terms rather than sure. But I feel like when you're hitting forty plus volumes, Weekly Shonen Jump probably doesn't mind too much about you wanting to end. I mean, Bleach hit forty plus volumes and it had to keep going. Uh, <laughs> it did have to keep going, which was did it have to keep going? <sighs> but did, did it, it though? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a discussion for another episode, but uh. Yeah, does anyone else have, going, dragging us back to World Trigger, does anyone else have anything you want to bring up or shall we move on to the end I feel like there was something I wanted to say, but I don't remember what it was. Art, characters, pacing. Art, shit. Art's fine. Mm, disagree. Nah, I, I actually think the art's fine. 
like it actually cares about backgrounds a lot of the time. Disagree. That's about the only point it has going for it is backgrounds. I thought the backgrounds were bland as heck, but (laughs) well, okay. When I say the art is fine, yeah, it's not like blowing you away or anything like that. It's just it's it's serviceable, and it's yet another thing that plays into the whole we figured out a generic shonen formula. Let's do this million times. Looking at people's hair and facial expressions, there's just like nothing there. It's it's Cougar. Cougar is the where the art starts and ends for me. I mean, even even then, Cougar. The only real thing art wise he's got going on for him is they have a few tufts of hair going on, unlike everyone else who's just a solid block of black. Hmm. Nah, his his hair's distinct. His body shape and mannerisms are distinct. When he transforms, that's pretty distinct. He definitely stands out amongst the sea of bland school kids. Right, that was actually a thing I was going to point out. Why is everyone the school child in this? Because shonen. It's shonen. Okay, I get that because it's shonen, but you gotta... Because it's shonen, Mike. You gotta feel like, in this world, you delegate this to the adults. The S ranks a teen. What more do you want? (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, the kaiju are attacking. Who do we send at them? Billy from fourth period. <laughs> He's stupid yeah. enough. He'll do it. <laughs> Bleach does it. Who should we give godlike powers to? I know. Moody teenagers. Bleach does it. Fucking Power Rangers does it. Why not? All Shonen pretty much does it. <laughs> I know. And it never stops being dumb. It's at least with some Shonen, you can make the argument of this person just happened upon this magical power through whatever means, right? In this, they have Stick to. They have a, through your heart, yeah, got it. They have a governmental body literally handing out weapons of mass destruction to people. The general idea is that kids will be more inclined to like hero style complexes or tendencies and beliefs where they're like, I can save the world, I can make a difference, whereas an adult. I can be, save people. Yeah. Therefore, I'm going to ignore the rules. Exactly. Whereas an adult gets very kind of bogged down and constrained, loses their magic wonder boy childhood youth nonsense completely disagree um because i've no, been on I'm the internet on this one and it's not a day goes by that people don't say lol i'ma kill myself for the lols <laughs> it's like oh no yeah i think i'm with mike on this one just because there is no adequately explained reason why they have to be kids in this one there's there's no reason why they have to be kids in any of them so no but like the point is like in again bleach ichigo is the one that comes across rukia and inherits powers like we don't get that here he has presumably applied to be a part of this governmental agency and they've gone yeah sure yeah uh, the only thing we get is the trial energies thing that's called right and so some people have naturally more than others which is fine totally on board with that and if they said something like, if you don't train it from an early age, it dies off or something, that would be fine. But they don't say that. So why would they not just like use a, train and use adults? Or if they said, it is a thing not everyone has. Yeah, but like everyone has it just to different levels. Well, I, I would say, I would even just say, not everyone has it. Not everyone can have it. To be fair. Of- there are adults at border. They're just all working in the office jobs because they don't want to die. I mean, sure. Because <laughs> as we see in the one random shot where they're like, let's introduce all the executives at border. A sea of forgettable faces. But uh, 
they're all adults pretty much like i get that the all of the characters of consequence have to be at least late teenagers and i get that they have to be like that because it's a shodan series and it's aimed at kids and it's the kids power fantasy i get it but at the same time it's like there's a reason why in the real world you don't ship teenagers off to to war like you don't put them in you don't put them in life or death situations like at least in something like attack on titan they train these kids thoroughly first before sending them up against what they were supposed to train these kids properly before seeing them up against the definitely going to kill you giant monsters similar with naruto they train them from a young age and even then the missions they start out on are walk my dog i think was one bizarrely i would also highlight in those series that's just how the world is whereas in this one this has only happened in the last five years yeah but the point is that that is the difference in those series they established that is the norm it is normal for kids to go to ninja school or you know humanity as a whole is under threat they've got to train to become soldiers or just be random ass peasant i would it'd be kind of messed up but i would be totally on board if they said that the younger you are the more powerful you are and therefore you have to like you have to do this when you're in like a certain bracket of being a teenager because that's when like your motor skills are high enough to take advantage of the power that you now have, but you're steadily losing it over time. I'm positive I've read something that has basically said exactly that. I have definitely read something exactly basically like said, that. Basically said, yeah, once you become an adult, that's it. Yes. You, you retire. And that's actually fine because that gives you like another angle of complexity of like someone who's trying to be good and be powerful, but do the right thing, but they're slowly losing out to other people because they are just getting older they are like that that's a thing that you could have played with but no it's just in this everyone is just kids because reasons yeah again not to me not even worth it's, it's shonen okay i i get that is shonen but i also think it needed to be justified and it just wasn't let's say for the sake of lip service you, you could have just said oh yeah we need to train your trion energy from a young age and then, you know, actually show your trainees fucking training. I actually wouldn't have minded at all, in fact, if everyone you meet was a teenager, but they were all trainees. Sure. That would have made perfect sense. Like um, one Sean would recognize um, Academy City from Index. Is there a reason why they're all kids in that? I just... Because Academy City is where they go to train. Basically. Like, yeah, they are all trainees. Like, it makes perfect sense. I never knew that was an element of that series i've just blanked that element but yeah it's just a dissonance in there that didn't really need to be there it like for narrative purposes they just did it because teenage characters are what sell shonen and that's a little annoying it's a little tiny bit insulting to the reader not like in any huge way but it's just like ignore this point and you can't because <laughs> it's there uh to be fair again because it's probably a shown series aimed at young boys, they they probably don't even need to say ignore it. The, the young boys probably just didn't even realize that was a thing <laughs> they needed to ignore. Oh man, we have official official uh, proof that I am smarter than a young boy. <laughs> I'll take it. You are smarter than a first grader, Mike. Yes. Hooray! <laughs> you did it. Well done. I'm honestly not sure that's true, but I'll take it. <laughs> 
Well, in that case, shall we move towards the ending then, unless anyone else has anything else they want to bring up? I think that was the point I couldn't remember before. Hey. So I'm good. Well, in that case, then we shall move to our usual trio of ending questions. If you don't know them by now, it's would we read more? Would we buy the series? Because obviously it is available from Viz. Would we watch it? I admittedly did not look up where this is available to watch, but I'm going to guess Crunchyroll or Funimation, considering how long-running and popular it is. So, uh, you know what? Because it's one of the rare times where he's obviously not read it beforehand, so he has valuable input and opinion to give here. <laughs> Good input, buddy. Perfect. There you go. Nailed it. There you go. Ah, oh, I, d- I don't even know if I should edit that out or not. Um, no, believe it. Uh, perfect. Phil, would you would you read more? Would you buy this series? Would you watch the anime? I would not buy this. I don't think I'm super inclined to watch it. And nah, I don't read anymore. I'm good. I, I read a chapter more than I was supposed to. <laughs> I don't feel like I have been sold on it. You've read an extra chapter, but you've not gained an extra chapter's worth of appreciation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would involve him gaining a chapter's worth of appreciation to, to begin with. Ooh. Ooh. Spicy much. hot take there. Uh, yeah, yeah. It. I. I would much rather just go watch or read another. Isekai. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I would much rather go watch and or read Bleach. <laughs> at this point, I've, I've got some good news for you. <laughs> Is that a spicy hot take? I. <laughs> I it's not. It's really not. <laughs> that, that that is my takeaway from this. Don't read this. Read Bleach. It's one of the top shows of all time. Better than this one. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, it's fine. It's just generic shonen number, whatever. Like, I, I wouldn't begrudge anyone wanting to read or watch this, but you could pick any other shonen, I think, and it would be just as good, if not better. Yeah, that's and that pretty much ties into my point. I did mention earlier, as I say, I buy and consume a lot of what uh, Shonen Jump out, at least the stuff that gets localised over here, gets uh, outputted. So I've read your Bleachers, your One Pieces, your Naruto's, your D Grey Man's, Bakuman, Death Note, etc., etc. It's my genre of choice. And this one, before we did this episode, I couldn't even remember what it was about other than it was sci-fi and the lead, the not lead, lead character, because it's just so poor and forgettable as Shonen goes. The main, the actual main character is just boring and kind of a buzzkill, and that drags down the much cooler not actual lead character. So they just kind of, they accentuate the worst parts of each other, both narratively and in the actual confines of the story. So it's just, uh, I just makes it impossible to care about either of them, really. I think most of the art is boring and forgettable outside of Cougar. Like, I like Cougar's design. I like it when he's fighting. And as soon as you step away from that, all of the characters just look like bland, generic, interchangeable high school templates. There's just, there's nothing. I, I, not to, like, do another harp on with the Bleach comparison, especially as this is one where you're never going to win because Tight Kubo is the top character designer in the industry, if you ask me. But yeah, like, Bleach, all of Bleach's characters have personality and design. Most shonen characters have a lot of personality and design. These kids don't, really. And the the pacing, 
I didn't mind it too much. Like it has that jump kind of like bite-sized smoothness of like you just snap on with each one in 20 pages outside of chapter 11 where everything just got... I can only assume it was a case of the editor went, we need to move on to the next arc because a popularity is starting to wane a bit. So they just dumped so much in chapter 11 so they could then move on to the infighting at border, as it were, and the black trigger stuff, which we didn't even touch on this episode. But This is not relevant. Just pretty much his dad turned himself into a ring. There you go. That's black trigger. Into a trigger, basically, yeah. And people with black triggers are stronger. I, I get conceptually that black, yeah, it's your soul, as it were, as it's opposed to... It's the reason why uh main character is more powerful than the rest of them. He's not the main character, he though, He basically Mike. is. That's the problem. Yeah. He's not, but he should be. That's but, the yeah. problem. He should be, but he isn't. But many others. And the other, the other problem, you don't really get cool fights outside of like the one at the end of Volume 2 where Cougar finally gets to sort of not really do a fight. Just so many of the fights are just either Goomba stomps or just kind of bland. And it, I don't know if it gets too bogged down with its world elements, but uh, there are def- there's definitely parts where I didn't need to see the whole council of Border. So yeah, it it's kind of bleh. I just... There's so much better showing out there. I mean, heck, recently, I haven't read it yet, but there's uh, Kaiju number eight, which is has some similar elements to this in that it's a world being invaded by Kaiju and you've got a, a protagonist who isn't that great trying to catch up with someone who, who is much better. It's kind of, think of this meets Space Brothers and you'll be kind of halfway there to what that is, That which I'm very interested to read because that's finally just gotten released in English, so I've got the first volume of that line around, but... That's probably more where I would want a series like this to go rather than this weird, kind of flimsy, not that great shonen. So, no, I I did a, I did buy volume one, like I buy volume one of most shonens, but I had no inclination to go back to it. It was like doing this episode is the first time I've read volume two and it hasn't suddenly made me go. Like with Girl on the Shore way back when, I haven't suddenly gone, oh shit, I, childhood me was wrong. This is actually amazing. It's like, nah, it's still bland and forgettable and... Yeah, Blair. Like the the my main take of this is now at least when I think of World Trigger, I'll know why I think it's Blair. Well, I'm just going. I don't remember anything about it. So that's my takeaway. But uh, to throw to I'm gonna presume Mr. Positivity here, Mike. You were the most sold on it of the three of us. So would you continue to read this? Would you buy it? Would you watch it? Uh, yeah. But Mike, uh. <laughs> you, you were raving about it all <laughs> two hours of recording. I wouldn't talk I wouldn't go as far as raving about it. You're like, oh man, it's so great. Like how how can you guys be shitting on it and tell us about how you pre-ordered all twenty-five volumes? I assure you, uh that is not a hill I'm going to die on because <laughs> I don't even believe in the cause. Because this um this is fine. Right? Um, we use the term generic like an insane amount of times in this episode because it is. Uh, it's not really boring, but it's not really exciting either. It's it's pretty middle ground as far as shonen go, and it's it's very much a product of the shonen formula. Uh, but that being said, I kind of like generic shonen, not as something that's like I'm going to be really invested in, right? But like as sort of background noise to my life. So I would not buy it. And I would not read more of this, but I I might actually watch the anime of this. All, Just all like I'll say, have Mike, it on. 
I I checked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for reference, it is on Crunchyroll. Yeah, so that that's pretty much what I was going to say. Two volumes takes you up to about episode eight. Sure, that's fine. Like I, I'm not expecting anything amazing out of it. Like I'm not, but I I would gladly have this on in the background. Eight volumes. You're talking like two and a half, three hours for those two volumes. Like I would not watch this. I would not focus on this with subtitles. You know, I would have full on have dubs on other screen doing something productive on my main screen. And I would just have it there and I would check in on it every so often. And I would enjoy it just for like the generic comfort food style of anime of just like, this is not that complicated. This isn't your ghost in the shell level of philosophy. No, this is just something fun to have as background noise. And so that in that regard, yeah, I think I probably will watch this at some point. Like, God knows when, but at some point, because it's fine and I'm okay with that. Like I, I don't, I don't need to be wowed by everything I watch, especially if I'm not going to be focused on watching it. If I'm just going to be sitting there doing something else. So you're going to watch it, but you're not going to watch it. <laughs> I'm going to watch it, but not focus on it. So I guess, yeah, I'm going to watch it, but not. This watch is it. Mike's popcorn series. It's just there in the background. <laughs> I wouldn't call it popcorn. Popcorn implies like you're. Like you're really invested in it, definitely. Oh not. <laughs> no, I use that as a term for like just background. Noise sure, stuff sure. Thing. This is my my gaming videos <laughs> kind of thing, like just something I'm having when I'm just casually gaming on my own. Because yeah, like it's it's fine, and I appreciated what was there. I appreciated the characters and the things they're setting up. Nothing offended me. It wasn't overly complex, but it didn't really need to be. Yeah, like it was fine. I can definitely see myself adding this to the Crunchyroll playlist, at least. So, uh, to make this clear, Mike hated the brilliant Beware the Villainess, but likes this 5 out of 10 shoulder. <laughs> likes this. That's because this isn't... <laughs> this isn't boring. Generic no, it was that shit. one. <laughs> yes, it was. It was torture. And make no mistake, maybe my uh... opinion will completely change in, like, however long we takes us to get back to re-reviewing this. Not long, buddy. Only a few months to go. <laughs> yeah, like, entirely possible. Because I could be, like, subconsciously comparing this to Villainous and hating that so much that this feels like high art by comparison. The test will be, when we get there, we'll be like, did you start watching the anime, Mike? And you'll be like, I forgot about it the moment we finish recording. <laughs> we'll be <laughs> like, so we'll trigger and Mike's like, wait, which is that? He's <laughs> like, yeah, sounds about right. Which isekai was that? Oh no, buddy. <laughs> Did we review something called that? I don't know. <laughs> is that the guy, the guy with the chainsaws? <laughs> so yeah, I guess we'll see. <laughs> oh, is that the one um, The one you're talking about all the time? Uh, soap. Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. We'll, uh, we will find out in the future. But if you want to pester Mike and ask if he's watched World Trigger, if only there was some kind of near daily service or website where you could watch him playing those video games he talks about all the time i do you know such a thing mike uh no ah well in that case phil where they can finally find you (laughs) they can find phil at (laughs) (laughs) twitch.tv they can some days that's my twitch channel uh that's b-e-r-s-e-k-r-e-r and you can find me at twitter at the same name that's bezekra b-e-r-s-e-k-r-e-r God knows what I'm doing right now because I'm kind of between games at the time of this recording. So come watch and find out, I guess. Maybe he'll finally have started The World Ends With You. <laughs> Maybe, who knows? Maybe he'll be played Elden Ring. That is out by now. 
they did his, yep. My money's on that one. <laughs> I, that would involve him buying it, but he says he's not going to do that. So oh. I'm, I'm really poor. Uh, Please come to my Twitch channel and give me money. <laughs> we'll sell out for small amounts of cash. <laughs> if you, you want to nominate a series, uh, buy Mike Elden Ring and watch as that magically becomes his next pitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. You can follow me at Slazer King, S L A Z O K I N G, on the Twitters where I talk about stuff I've watched or read or gachapools. I actually did a gachapool tweet because I realized I haven't done much of them. So watch as I revel in all my Princess Connect and Pokemon Masters and Dragadia Lost things. I have almost all the royal family in Dragadia Lost now. It's great. Phil, buddy old pal. Hi. I can't ask you about what's currently in Jump because you've already looked that up. So I'll ask you a question. I know you already have an answer for this one. Favorite Shonen? Favorite Shonen? Oh, uh... Shaman King. Yeah. Not Dragon Ball Z? How no. dare you? No. I, I used to think it was D. Greyman, and I was like, no, you idiot, it's Shaman King. D. Greyman's good. I like D. Yeah. Greyman. I'd actually say my favourite's probably My Hero Academia, because I'm an absolute normie. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. You picked yeah. the American Shonen, boo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a complicated man. <laughs> good pick. I have no problem with a lot of the big Shonens. Oh, no, they're most, they're most never good. I mean, these, but... I mean, Mike, you watch slash read Dr. Stone as well, which is another one, yes. obviously, the big ones. Yeah. Very slowly, over long periods of time, I, I'm watching and reading it, yes. But that, the point is, that's like one of the very few things you actually read outside the show. So Yes. That that's If that's not a seal of approval, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a mark of approval if I'm reading it and Phil's not, is what you're saying. I did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> Phil isn't a shonen guy like I am. Like, I get that. I, I would also point out, it's not that I'm not a shonen guy, it's just it's not come up when I've been looking for stuff to read. That we have done in the past where I've gone through all the big jump things of the last ten years and you've gone, nope, not read, not read, not read, not read. I think I've read some of the big things. What was the last big shonen you read? Uh, Food Wars. Okay, yeah, Shigaki no Soma was definitely jump, yes. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Assassination Classroom. Fair enough. Was that jump? I believe so. Is Attack on Titan shonen? It's barely shonen, but it's not jump. Yeah. Because that's Kodansha, and Kodansha are a different company, so... Yes. So I'm, I'm not 100% certain what was in jump specifically, is the other issue. No, no, that's fair. You have read a few of the, like, early 2010s, whatever you want to call that decade, of the big jump series there. I mean, you say that, when when the fuck did Food Wars end? That can't have been too long ago. I want to say 18 or 19, off the top of my head. 18 or 19 sounds about right to me. God, it should have ended sooner. <laughs> Speaking of ending sooner. We, we can get to that when we probably end up reviewing it at some point, maybe. Oh, but I can't wait to rip into that one. Just so Sean can stop saying I don't make us read Shonen. That, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, that was actually a thought I had if you said you wanted me to suggest Shonen at one point. Well, luckily for you, buddy, we've taken control out of your hands for this month. So now it's Mike's turn to suggest the show. And so, Mike, what are we doing next time in episode 49? Almost at the big 5 0, but you've got to take us home first with one more show. Well, next week, um, we, it is the Middle Ages next week. Oh, shit. What, what should I do with all this technology? That will probably murder me over. <laughs> uh, become, a, become a wizard. But, uh, Unfortunately, in the Middle Ages, there was a little bit of a demonic apocalypse where demons known as Yoma are invading the world 
and it's up to some large sword wielding buxom lasses to uh, stop them and defeat them with their magical bullshit powers. That's right, we are actually reviewing something that I've actually read for once in the past. Doubt. I have actually read it. I remember it, but I read it, and it is Claymore. That's what we'll be reviewing next time. Yes, one of the uh, one of the old god, not old god, but one of the, an older series for once on our on our lovely little show. So look forward to Claymore next time in episode forty nine of Trash Manga Friends. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye, everybody.